Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. This week on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are going back into the archives. Because iTunes only displays 100 episodes at a time of any podcast, I thought it would be fun to go back in and listen to some of the earlier shows that still have a lot of valuable information in them, especially for people who might be at the beginning of their planning journey or still considering planning a Disney wedding. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this vintage episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about planning sessions. When you sign up to have a Wishes Collection event at Walt Disney World, you get to have a one-on-one planning session in person with your wedding planner. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what all that entails. Uh, There are actually three components to it, and we'll talk about those. And then we're also going to talk to a real live Disney bride who just got back from her planning session, and she's going to share a bunch of tips and tell us how it went and what to expect. So first of all, just to give you a quick overview of what a planning session is like, there are, as I say, three parts. There's the actual planning session, which is where you pretty much determine everything that's going to happen on the wedding day and any other events that you're going to have. Then there's also a site visit, which can be done with the planning session if you can only get out to Disney World once, or you can do it up to 16 months in advance of your day. So some people who go back and forth a lot or they're local, they might have already had a site visit to look at the various venues and decide which ones they want for their event. And then the third component is a menu tasting, and that is something extra that you have to ask for. It doesn't cost extra, but it's not automatic. So if you know you want to have a tasting of the menu and you're not doing something at California Grill, which does not allow menu tastings, uh, you would just request that from your planner. The other thing about a planning session is, especially if you can only go once, it's a great time to do reconnaissance for your wedding, to have a hair and makeup trial with the person who's going to be doing those on your wedding day, and also to do engagement photos. I think it's a great idea to combine the two so that you can then do your hair and makeup trial and then do your engagement photos and see what your hair and makeup look like on film. So we'll talk to Wendy about that in a second and see what other kinds of things she knocked off her to-do list while she was in Florida. So I'll give you a few more details about the three different components before we jump into our interview. The site visit, like I say, you can request it up to 16 months out. A sales consultant, not a wedding planner, will take you to the various locations. Usually you get to pick about three of them and they it's better if they're closer together. Like we wanted to see Animal Kingdom and we wanted to see someplace at Boardwalk and we wanted to see Epcot and it just wasn't all going to fit. So the two that were close together, Boardwalk and Epcot, we got to see during our site visit. It's a great way to get a feel for the space and whether it's really suitable for your event. You know, if you've only seen pictures online or heard what other people have said, sometimes it's good to actually go to the space and check it out yourself. I know for us, as soon as we walked into the attic, we were like, ooh, shiny floors, we must have this place. So 
it's all different. And you could go in and be like, ooh, there really aren't any windows in here. I need a different kind of space. So a site visit is great if you can do it. And like I say, you can stack it up with your planning session. Uh, the menu tasting you would make your request two to four weeks ahead of time. So you can't just decide at the last second that you want a menu tasting because they have to get the menu ready. And they will give you menus to choose from, but you can also make custom requests. This is especially good if you want to try something. Maybe you have a family recipe that you'd like them to reproduce, or you have something you like at one of the theme park restaurants, but you're not having your meal in a theme park. So you want to see if, say, Boardwalk Inn's kitchen makes the Le Cellier cheese soup the same way Le Cellier makes it. And it's also a good way to try things, A, that you're not sure what they're going to taste like, or B, that you're worried Disney will screw up. This sounds crazy, but there are certain things that you love them a certain way, and when you have them at Disney, they're not the same. Sometimes Disney things are better, but it can be a good idea, especially like I say, with a park favorite, with a family recipe, to try having them made by the people who are going to make them for your event so that you know if they taste the same. And my horror story there was that for our event that we did at Tower of Terror, we wanted Gico's macaroni and cheese, the white cheddar macaroni and cheese. And it was going to be like $200 to bring in a meal from Gico per person. So we said, um, can the kitchen at Hollywood Studios recreate it? They said, sure, no problem. And what we got was like runny white stofers. So I kind of wished we'd been able to have a tasting session. But since we weren't doing a Disney's fairy tale wedding, that wasn't possible. And what else about the menu tasting? Um, they give you meal-sized portions, so go hungry. You know, you're not, this is not a, like a little tasting menu. This is the full-on thing. And you can have up to four people. So if, say, your parents are along on the trip, they can come with you and they can get a free meal and give their opinions, which may or may not be a good thing. And then the last component, of course, the thing we're going to talk about today is the planning session. This is a marathon meeting for mapping out every single detail of your day. But... Don't worry if you don't already know every single detail of your day. We're going to talk about that in a second. You meet your planner at Franks, the wedding planning facility right next to the wedding pavilion. It can last between two and four hours, depending on the complexity and how much customization you want. These are available Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. or from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. And like I say, it may go shorter, but those are the two blocks. And this can be a trick if you're planning like a weekend trip to Walt Disney World. You won't be able to meet them on a Saturday or a Sunday. So be sure you have a Monday or a Friday scheduled in. The other thing to know is that you can't have one more than six months out. But the reason is that their pricing doesn't get set in stone until six months out. So they don't want to tell you you can have X, Y, and Z for this cost and then everything changes and you're like, but at the planning session you told me blah, blah, blah. That's why they have the six-month limit there. We did ours like four months out or something and it wasn't a huge deal. Even though it seems like it's really close to your wedding, it's not. And the other thing to know is that they will give you a planning questionnaire to use as a guideline during your session, but you don't have to fill the whole thing out. It's not a quiz. It's not a term paper. You just fill in what you know and what you don't know, you will work out with them on the day. It's also a good opportunity to bring your inspiration. So if you have a Pinterest board or if you have an actual idea board with swatches and things taped to it, if you can get it on the plane or you can get it in the car, bring that. Lots of people bring binders of printouts of their inspiration, and it can be helpful if you bring copies for your floral planner and for your wedding planner so that they can take swatches and things back with them to have while they're planning. 
you're not going to get a lot of pricing. Uh, you know, you can ask certain things, but a lot of times it takes research for them to find out how much something's going to cost. So usually they have you put everything in and then you get all the prices and then you pass out when you get your BEO and then you edit it down. The BEO is your banquet event order and it's the map of your entire day. So that's what big result is from your planning session about, oh, you know, three to six weeks later, sometimes sooner, sometimes later, they will get you this BEO and it will have everything mapped out and you have to make sure it has everything mapped out because if it isn't in the BEO, it's not going to happen. Not to put a lot of stress on you, this planning session can actually be fun. And again, Wendy's going to tell us all about that in a second. You don't have to finalize anything. It's pie in the sky, everything you could possibly want, you can whittle it down later. Again, this just helps you get the prices that you need. And if you make it through, at the very end, the best part is you get to do a cake tasting. And they will bring out usually about four cake samples and six to eight fillings. But you can make requests, and I highly recommend you make requests, because otherwise they'll just bring out the standard, most popular flavors. So you can try to get them. Sometimes they can't do it, but most of the flavors that people want it's no problem. And that way you can try them and see if you really do want carrot cake or whatever. So that was a very quick overview of the planning session. And now we're going to talk to Wendy and hear about how it really goes. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Hi, thanks for having me. So I'm really excited that you could be on the show today because I think that your firsthand, fresh in your mind experience is going to be very helpful to listeners of the show. Can you start out with a little bit of background on your wedding? Sure. Uh, we're getting married this November at Disney World, and we're doing our ceremony at Seabreeze Point with our reception at Atlantic Dance Hall, and we're expecting about 50 guests to attend. So are you adding any other events to your day, like a dessert party or a welcome party? Yeah, we're adding two additional events. So we're having our rehearsal dinner at Tamu Tamu Courtyard in Animal Kingdom, and then we're also doing a welcome party. It's going to be an Illuminations dessert party um, at UK Lockside. Oh, that's great. And those are on two different days or the same day? No, they'll be on the same day. So it'll be uh, the rehearsal dinner and then we have a short break in between and then we'll have the welcome party. Oh, that's great. Is Are you doing the whole event over a weekend or, I mean, it's at least two days, is it? Yeah, the, the wedding is on a Sunday. So the rehearsal and welcome party are on Saturday and that's when I expect most of our guests to arrive. Now tell me a little bit about your planning session, because it sounds like with that many events, you had a lot to cover. So how long did you go to Walt Disney World, and who did you bring with you? We were there for about six days. It was just me and my fiancé, and we planned the trip uh, kind of over a long weekend. We arrived on a Wednesday, did the planning session on a Thursday, and then we left Monday morning. So we were able to get a lot of park time in while we were there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that can be a fun bonus. Now, they do give you... When you do a wishes wedding or an escape wedding, they give you annual passes. Did you guys activate your annual passes or are you saving them for the honeymoon? No, we activated them. Oh, that's great. Now, while you were there, before we talk about the planning session, did you also do any kind of a site visit or a menu tasting? I had already done a site visit um, prior. Actually, when I first started talking to a consultant, the rules were a little bit different. So I did a site visit two years before our date. And we did have time to do a menu tasting while we were there. We actually did it in the morning before the planning session. Oh, that's cool. Now, back when you did your site visit, which sites did you go see? We saw the Wedding Pavilion, Seabreeze Point, and Atlantic Dance Hall. Okay. So, but Tamu Tamu Courtyard, you'd probably seen it when you were in Animal Kingdom, so no big rush there. Yeah, we went and saw that and the UK Lockside on our own. Did you have the menu tasting before or after your planning session? It was before. It was in the morning, even though we're doing a, an evening wedding. 
So can you paint a little picture for the listeners of how the menu tasting went? Yeah, we're doing a buffet meal. So we were allowed to choose eight items for our tasting. Um, And that could be a combination of pre-reception items, side dishes, and then we could have up to three main entrees, main proteins. Um, So how it started was we got there, we met our planner, and we also had a server and a chef who were there to attend to us. The first thing they asked us to do was identify the napkin fold that we wanted. They had all the napkins set up on the table. Um, And then we went right into the tasting, and they brought each course over one by one. The chef told us a little bit about each. We got to make some changes and some requests, and our planner took notes the whole time to make sure that she was capturing all all of our tastes and everything that we wanted. Oh, that's great. And was there anything you tried that you were like, whoa, no way? No, I really liked everything that we had. We did have a little uh, little adjustments that we made throughout the day, but nothing too major. That's cool. Anything you decided to add that you were on the fence about? I wasn't sure we were going to have a past hors d'oeuvre, but I think as of right now, uh, we are going to do one in addition to a platter. Oh, that's interesting. So then did you have a little break and then you went off to your planning session or...? Yeah, there was about a two-hour break in between, and our tasting was over on the boardwalk, so we had about an hour of downtime before we had to head over to the Grand Floridian for the planning session. Okay, and I have to ask this, because when we did our tasting at the boardwalk, we were in a convention, like a ballroom. Did you get to go in the actual kitchen? No, no, we were in a ballroom. <laughs> they have a thing, because you hear about these people who, like, they do their tasting at the Grand Floridian or in Epcot, and they get to go in the actual kitchen, and it sounds so exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> just a ballroom. <laughs> Okay, so then when you got to the planning session, what kind of stuff did you bring with you? Well, I was a little overprepared. Um, I had been using Pinterest a lot leading up to the wedding. So what I decided to do was to make a PowerPoint to send to my planner in advance of the session. So I brought a copy of that. It had all my inspiration pictures, floral inspiration. It had pictures of all the attire that everybody's going to be wearing, um, pictures of a cake mock-up and cake inspiration pictures. So I had a copy of that in my binder along with paint swatches from the hardware store. Oh, great. Um, so they could reference those for colors. I also had fabric swatches and printed samples of all of our stationery. That's wonderful. And these were leave-behinds or... I brought enough that I could leave behind with our floral planner, and I had to leave a set with our wedding planner as well. So you might want to bring more than one set of paint chips, for example. Otherwise, they're going to have to cut them up. That's a great tip. Now, can you just give us an overview of how the session went? Sure. First, we met with our florist. Um, because I had so many reference pictures for her, it actually didn't end up taking quite so long. But we went over all the personal floral, the ceremony floral, all the reception floral, plus things like tables, chairs, um, all the little details throughout the day. And then following that meeting with our florist is when we sat down with our wedding planner and we went through these timeline for the day before the wedding, um, the rehearsal, the rehearsal dinner, the welcome party, and also the day of the wedding. So did any of your plans change significantly during the course of or as a result of the planning session? Not too many changes, just a lot of refinements. Uh, We talked a lot about transportation and transportation schedules. So it was good to nail all of that down because I am going to be providing schedules in our welcome bags for all of our guests. Yeah, that's a good point. We, I just felt like we spent so much time talking about transportation, <laughs> um, but it's really important because Walt Disney World is huge, so it's important to know how you're going to get everybody everywhere. Yeah, I didn't want to leave our guests to their own devices to get to our events, or they might not show up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, was there anything that you were sort of concerned about or you just could, didn't have any concept about or you were really curious about that was cleared up for you while you were at the session? Um, I don't think so. I, I spend a lot of my time on the various wedding planning forums, so I think I had a pretty good idea of everything going into it. Oh, that's great. Good, good preparation for your planning session. Yeah, definitely. And so what other kinds of things did you knock off your to-do list while you were at Walt Disney World? Well, we had a chance to meet up with our photographers. We had actually done our engagement pictures on a previous trip, but it was over a year ago. So we were able to catch up with them and uh, talk about our day a little bit, talk about our plans. And then we also, as we discussed, were able to cash in our annual pass vouchers and buy our Tables in Wonderland card. Oh, that's great. And Tables in Wonderland, for any listeners who don't know what that is, is a discount program that is open to annual pass holders and Florida residents that gets you 20% off food and beverage, including booze, at almost every sit-down restaurant at Walt Disney World. So as soon as I get my annual pass, I always run right out and buy one of those because it's a great deal. Anything else? Did you pick up park maps or track down stuff? You, maybe you're a Disney World pro and you didn't need to find out where certain things were. I know for us, I was convinced that Beaches and Cream was over at the boardwalk. And it, it was a good thing I discovered my mistake on the planning trip before I sent everybody <laughs> over there. Yeah. Well, we go pretty often. I go about twice a year. So I'm very familiar with it. And things like uh, picking up park maps for our welcome bags. I'm going to wait until we get down there for our wedding trip since there's so much construction going on. I'm sure the maps are going to change over the next five months. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So now do you have any advice or tips for other couples who are getting ready to attend their planning sessions? I would say bring as many pictures as you can, bring as many, you know, specific color references. I've heard some horror stories where people, you know, had a cake and it was the wrong color and they were devastated and it ruined their day. And my planner actually mentioned that at our planning session. Um, So if you're specific about how you want something to look, definitely bring something along with you that you can leave with your florist or with your planner so they can match it. Good advice. Yeah, and I think paint chips are good because we had that. It didn't ruin our day, but the cake was not the fuchsia that I envisioned. It was more of a maroon, and maybe that's personal taste, but I had I wished I'd brought, instead of just the, I brought a printed out like color copy, I think I should have probably also brought maybe paint chips or something that they could hold up next to the fondant when they were doing it. Yeah, and also don't be afraid to make special requests beforehand. I know you were talking about the cake tasting, mm-hmm. and we requested a lot of non-standard flavors. Our, our planner brought out the tray of everything, and she said it was one of the biggest cake tastings she's ever seen. <laughs> okay, I have to ask, so then what did you decide on? We decided on a yellow cake with peanut butter cup mousse for our bottom tier, almond cake with amaretto mousse for the middle, and red velvet with cream cheese for the top. Oh, that's a great a great blend. There's something for everybody there. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that I would suggest bringing with you to your planning session is a notepad and a pen. I took a lot of notes while we were there, especially during the portion where we were going over the timeline of the day. So when I do get my BEO in a few weeks, I'll be able to compare it with my notes and make sure that everything we discussed is in there. Great advice. So is there a place online where people can go to read about your wedding planning? Yes, I have a planning journal on the Diz boards. Uh, it's under my username there, which is Princess Wendy seven two zero. Great, that'll be really helpful. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I think this is great advice for anyone who's about to attend a planning session, and I really appreciate your taking the time to talk to me. And thank you for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. 
You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.